0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zalmer, founder of FacesOfTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Hart Schaefer about managing migraines. This episode is brought to you by Midwest Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion syndrome, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They've greatly helped me and many others. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zellmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my second book, Embracing the Journey, Moving Forward After Brain Injury. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Zellmer. Today, my guest is Hart Schaefer, and Hart is the founder and CEO of TheraSpec's company, makers of precision tinted glasses that help relieve migraine, post-concussion syndrome, and other issues triggered or worsened by light. TheraSpec's glasses helps People get out of the dark and back into their lives. So, welcome to the podcast, Heart. I am so excited to have you here today. Thanks for being here.
1: Uh, well, thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm uh, very glad to be here.
0: Well, and I'm so thrilled to have you here. And I I had the opportunity to meet you um, at the, uh, I can't think of the name of it, the TBI Interagency Conference, I think, in Washington, D.C., um, and that is how, I I um, I um can't remember her name, the gal that was working your booth, and I had a really long chat with her, and she helped me. I kept trying on all the different glasses, and it was just a lot of fun to um, get to connect with her and Learn more about the company and what you guys do. So, I'm very happy to have you here.
1: It's great. So, yeah, Har- um, looking forward to talking. Yeah.
0: So, Hart, maybe, um, maybe if you just start with just a real brief background of of who you are, and um, you know what kind of brought you to creating Theraspecs. I know there's a there's an interesting story there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. My background, I mean, when I was in, in uh, college, I studied physics um, and, and really was for a long time thinking that, that I was going to go into that as a, as a scientist, as a professor. Um, but sometime along the way, I decided not to uh, and really just graduated and tried to look for a job and ended up, you know, it was the 90s, and so I ended up in, in computers. And I spent most of my career doing product development, uh, not the programmer, but more of the, the management of like what should we build and how should we build it for who, um, but in the software world um, and, and technology world. Um, but you know as a, as a company that I was working for, I was, it was sort of clearly coming, my, uh, my work there was coming to an end. And so um, I was thinking about what I wanted to do next. And I had always wanted to start a company, but um, I always thought it was going to be another software company, another technology company. But along about that time, my wife, who has chronic migraine, um, was really struggling with uh, a lot of aspects of, of you know, having, having that condition. And um, one of the things that was happening is we were realizing that the lights, um, especially at, say, a, a, like a, a grocery store or, or a big box store, um, were triggering those migraines. And for a long time we thought it was just generally the uh, stimulation of being out and shopping, but we narrowed it down to the, to the lights, and, and it was – actually she wore her sunglasses to her neurologist appointment at the Mayo Clinic, um, here in Arizona. And he said, I totally know why you're wearing those sunglasses right now, but you should, you should know that, that it's not a good idea because wearing dark glasses inside will actually increase your sensitivity to light over time. And he recommended some research that he had read, um, about, uh, a, a special tint that could help with this without being so dark. And, and, um, we did our reading, and we tried to find it, and, and it was really hard to find where we could actually get a pair of these glasses, and we finally did. And when we got them, we thought that the, the lenses were all right, but um, but the frames were really um, uh, lightweight, or they, they were like, you know, they let in a lot of light from around the edges, and, and, and weren't very sturdy, and... I remember thinking at the time, well, I don't know anything about glasses, but I, I think I could do better than that. And so I, it really, really just started with me trying to find um, a, somebody who could help me make just a pair of glasses for my wife, Carrie. Um, and then she knew some other people because she's a, she's a blogger in the migraine space as well. And so she knew some other people, and we, we made a few more pairs for them. And, and the feedback was so positive that I, I thought, well, I, I think I've got to do this. This is, you know, we, we need to get these out there.
0: You know, and this constant migraine and headache uh, is such a common symptom for anyone who's suffered a traumatic brain injury. And I know for me, I kind of have this weird phenomenon. It's it's not the bright light that bothered me. Like a bright, sunny day bothers me about the same as it did before my injury. But it's those like kind of overcast, it's overcast and gloomy, but yet bright out, if, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's like that specular light kind of just, especially when there's snow on the ground. Add that into it too. And another example is like in a conference room or, or um, yeah, is that the right word? When you're at a conference and you're sitting in the room and, and the lights are dimmed, they're not out but they're not all the way up either. They're kind of dimmed. And that light really bothers me too. And and I don't know, you know, is it that my pupils don't quite know what to do in there? I, I don't quite know what what's causing that. But um, that is the type of lighting that really bothers me. And I know for other people, it's fluorescent lighting or the, the light from their computer can be really bothersome. Um, so I know that overall pretty much, you know, a vast majority of people with a brain injury complain about light of some degree or another, mm-hmm. um, and so I—that's why I was really interested in the Therospex, Um and I have been using them on my on my last road trip. There was a couple of days where it was really like, like I said, that that specular overcast light. Um, where sunglasses don't really help, right? Because, like, they're almost too dark to put on. Um, so the specs really helped alleviate that for me. Um, and I thought that that, that was just it, – it's just so cool because, like I said, the sunglasses are too much. They're too dark. Um, but the specs just kind of, like – take the edge off so to speak
1: <laughs> yeah well um, i'm glad yeah always glad to hear when somebody's getting relief with uh with our Theraspects and um and the um you know you the way Theraspects work right is that they're actually filtering the wavelengths of light that have been shown to cause the most pain response and also are most likely to trigger symptoms in something like migraine or um also uh you know, maybe like for the people who are sensitive to fluorescent lights, it, it also filters out the portion of that spectrum that has the subconscious pulsing in it that is what can trigger symptoms in people. So like, you know, whenever somebody talks about feeling dizzy or sick to their stomach because of the fluorescent lights, that it's that, it's that pulsing that's stimulating the brain um, that, that we're filtering out because it's concentrated in the wavelengths that we're, that we're targeting. And so that's how they can, they can help. And that's why without being um, our indoor glasses, um, don't need to be dark like sunglasses in order to provide that release that you're talking about. And then we also have the dark outdoor um, polarized sunglasses, uh, you know, sunglass-like lenses are outdoor lenses, um, because when you are out in bright sunshine, you know, if, if normal sunglasses don't quite cut it for you, um, that's, that's where, where outdoor lenses come in. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned a bunch of different kinds of light, and um, we hear what you just told us, all the time as far as the, those are sort of the, the definitely the main culprits. And, um, you know, I talked about the pulsing and fluorescent lighting, but I think the specular lighting is, is very interesting because as far as I know, there's not a lot of research that says that's been able to show exactly why that kind of overcast day um, is so hard on so many people. And so I have migraine myself, although luckily not chronic. It's, it's uh, sort of norm, uh, episodic migraine. I get, I get a handful a year now. Um, but even I find between my attacks that kind of bright overcast day to be the worst. And, you know, I, this is getting into speculation based on some research and some other things that I've read and, and my own experience in talking to people. But I think that what it is is that when, when you've got that light that's bright, but it's especially when you mention the snow, but it's coming from everywhere, um, mm-hmm. I think that brains that have a you know, that, that when we, either an underlying condition or have been, you know, through an injury um, like yours, um, that we you know, that the brain is no longer very good at filtering out all that light that's coming from not where you're focused on, right? Um, and, and that the people who are, um, who don't have an underlying condition or an, a brain injury, uh, their brains are more likely to be able to just sort of ignore that peripheral light that's coming in um cuz you know your focus area is quite small in the middle of of your of your vision and so the normal brain would be able to ignore the the stimulation from the light that's coming in from from around it right
0: and you know as well i also think to some degree there's a barometric p- pressure aspect in there um that many doctors claim doesn't actually exist. <laughs> but based on the yeah. number of people I personally know that are affected by it, I, I tend to doubt <laughs> those doctors. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, but, it's, one of those, it's one of those things where, of course, doctors are always going to go for what's been proven, and yes, it's hard to prove yes. that definitively. But, um, but, yes, I mean, and, and, and a lot of headache specialists, especially the neurologists there, will, will acknowledge that there may be, you know, that factor, and certainly weather is a huge factor for, for my wife, Carrie. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, um, that, that, that pressure man when it drops and it's overcast and it is miserable. <laughs> um, and you know, like I said, I hear from so many people and I have a good friend. She actually doesn't have a brain injury. She has a pretty severe spinal cord injury in her low back and, she was the first person who helped me make that connection. Cause she'd be like, man, am I hurting today? My hips hurt, my back hurts. And I'm like, yeah, I have a headache. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, it's the barometer. And I was like, oh, like, you know, it took me probably a year, year and a half until I even made that connection. But um, even now I sometimes forget and I'll be like, gosh, I'm getting a headache. And then the next day, you know, it's raining or snowing or whatever. Um, so it took me a while to even make that connection. Um, but, you know, what, how did you come to figure all of this out? How, you know, what, what was your process? And, and, you know, obviously you're not a doctor. You're, you're more of a um, uh, what did you call yourself? A math major? Was that
1: your major? Yeah. Um, physics. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a physics, technology yep. guy, I guess. Um, from the background, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you know what what prompted you? I mean, I know you know you had your wife, but like, what really prompted you to like dive into this and figure this stuff out? Um, you know, like I said, without having a medical background.
1: Yeah, I mean it's funny, um because so first um I mean it really was just at the beginning, um I, I wanted I wanted something better for, for Carrie. Um, and so like the original TheraSpec style was a uh wraparound frame that I had made in in a nylon material so that even though it was very big you know, protective and wraparound, um, it was also extremely lightweight. Um, and flexible, um, because the last thing we wanted to do was add any pressure to her face or head. Like, you know, in the middle of the migraine, you don't want something squeezing your nose um, or or your temples. Um, And so that's really where it started. And and, and so, you know, it's just, I was, I just tried to be sort of fearless about um, calling optical labs and other people to try to find people who could help me out. And, um, and they, you know, and finally found some people that, that, that I could work with, and, and we got a few uh, a few of those initial pairs made for her. Um, but my, you know, my background is in technology and things, but one of the other things that was just sort of that brought it all together was um, obviously my degree in physics. I, I took optics in physics, and so I understood what was happening optically and in the filtering of the lenses, um, and so that made sense to me. And, of course, the actual... Um, research itself already existed, uh, and it, it really just had not been uh, widely commercialized. And so um, I was able to go back and find um, all the research papers that were related to both the precision tinting that we use, as well as, generally speaking, the research, which is still ongoing, about things like which, which wavelengths of light, which colors of light cause the most pain response or most likely to trigger symptoms and so on. And so I just read all those papers to try to understand that. But you know, I'm lucky as well. My father actually is a retired ophthalmologist. And so like I grew up in a house with an anatomical model of the eye. And so like if I'm not a doctor, um, I, I was really familiar with what was happening there. Um, my sister is a, a, a psychiatrist and studied a lot of neurology. And so I was able to bounce a lot of ideas off of her. So just in the family. And both of them helped me out by just reading some of these research papers as well. Um, because I wanted to make sure that this wasn't uh, as I, would, as I would say, bunk science, you know, bad, like, you know, fringe stuff. And they were like, no, this, this is, you know, especially the early research was relatively small populations, but very strong methodologies and, and findings. Um, and so I used sort of my, my network, both in my family and outside my family, to uh, try to understand what was going on. And that's really when it started to open up to me, because I, I, I really started Therispex thinking about migraine but um, as soon as we got out into the market, we started hearing from people with uh, dozens and dozens of different conditions and stories. Um, and that's when I knew that, that we needed to reach out and, and find um, as many people as possible because this is, a, this is a surprisingly common problem that people are suffering with. And that I thought, well, we, we, can, actually, we can actually do something here to help
0: yeah and that's amazing you know and and like I mentioned i met met you guys at the um t b i interagency conference, and so you know clearly you were there to talk to individuals who either work with brain injury patients or have a brain injury um and you know I just there's just so many areas in brain injury where I feel like there's 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 a lack of knowledge and understanding, and headaches is definitely one of them. Um, you know, doctors really don't understand headaches and, and I get it. They're, they're very complex. You know, there's many different reasons for headaches, right. Um, it can be musculoskeletal. It can be, you know, um, a blood flow issue. It can be a legitimate chronic migraine. Um, there's so many (laughs) reasons for, for, for migraines. Um, so I, I appreciate the fact that there's people like you out there, um, trying to help us at least relieve and alleviate one of the symptoms we're dealing with. Right. Um, And I think, you know, headaches really, I know for me, they can just be completely debilitating. Like if mine goes into a full on headache, I'm down for the count. There's really nothing I can do but crawl into bed and, and pull all my blinds shut. Right. Um, so having something like Sarah specs that can help alleviate that, you know, like sitting in a conference for eight hours a day, um, having something that can help just relieve the stress on my eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. so incredibly helpful to, to, to give me energy in other areas, I if that makes sense. I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't come up with the <laughs> right word.
1: Um, no, no, absolutely. It makes total sense to me. Um, and, you know, when the other thing about the eyes is that they're, they are actually so closely connected to the brain that, um, yes. you know, in some sort of theoretical um, models, like the, the the eyes are the brain's own, like, sense organ, right? Everything else is more, intermediated by your nervous system but the eyes have sort of that that direct line straight into your brain and that's why things like so that pulsing i talked about in fluorescent lights has to do with sort of physically how they work Um, and and so they're not dimming and brightening they're not like flickering um but they are like the 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 brightness is changing um subconsciously fast and, and like we can't see it consciously um, if, if, the, if you can actually see the fluorescent light flickering, it's, it's malfunctioning. And that's really terrible <laughs> as well. But, but even a fully functioning fluorescent light has that, that pulse in it. Um, and so even though we can't see it, uh, the nerve impulses from the eye to the brain are still carrying that signal. Um, and it's just the brain is deciding not to like, be conscious of it because it's happening so quickly. Kind of like watching a movie. A, a movie is only 24 frames per second, but it starts, that's, that's the minimum at which motion appears to be continuous to our brain um, with that 24 pictures a second. So that stimulus is coming back into our brain and, and it's like a a, a direct pipe straight in um, for something. And that's what can start then being uh, aggravating to all sorts of underlying uh, issues.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know, you know, for me, just too much, Reading too much, computer time, too much phone time—any of that stuff can be a real stressor on my eyes. Um, I had Dr. Um, Deborah Zelinsky on my podcast, oh, maybe a year ago, um, and you know she basically talked about how your your—I believe it's your retina—I I, I, I'm going to get it wrong—but um, actually your has brain matter attached, like it's attached. Mm -hmm. So your brain, your eyes and your brain really, really are very interconnected, like you were saying. Um, And, you know, our eyes don't actually see it's our brain that sees, right? Like the eyes send a signal to our brain. So um, they're very, very important
1: (laughs) and very interconnected. Well, it's interesting. I I mean, just, you know, on the sort of geeking out about the science a little bit, but um, it's been fairly recently discovered that the signals that your retina sends to your brain, because they're all the cells in the, in the retina, and we've known about the rods and the cones for a long time, which actually pick up visual data, but it turns out that, that the cells that are actually receiving light and telling your brain that the light is too bright and is painful are not your rods and cones. Um, it's, a, it's a completely separate um, uh, kind of cell. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, depending on the reason that somebody might be blind, that you can actually have people who are blind and still have all of these symptoms. They still have photophobia um, or, or still could have um, light trigger uh, underlying condition, brain injuries, things like that, e- even though they don't actually, they're not, they have no conscious awareness of the light itself.
0: Wow. That's, that's fascinating. I didn't actually know that. That's, that's a really interesting fact. Um, yeah. I had a question and I lost it. Sorry, heart. <laughs> you said something and I was like, Oh, I need to remember that. And now I don't have it. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I just think our eyes are so under misunderstood in the medical community. I mean, eye doctors obviously understand our eyes, but I feel like, cause for me, my eyes, I kept telling doctors there's something wrong with my eyes. My eyes don't, Feel Right like I could see fine Like my vision was okay but I knew Something was wrong with my eyes and Every doctor just kept telling me nope your eyes Are fine your eyes are fine the Neuro ophthalmologist told me my eyes Are fine and then I'm just suffering from PCS (laughs) I'm like What does that even mean right Um, Right right so I think eyes are just so misunderstood and the connection that they have with brain injury and, um, you know, headaches and migraines. It's all so interconnected. And um, yeah, it's such a big complex, I mean, brain, the brain is complex, right? Like we don't even understand half of the brain, um, let alone how the eyes and the brain are connected. Um, So, you know, Hart, we're we're getting down to the last five minutes here, but I I wanna make sure we've touched on everything that you wanted to talk about in regards to headaches and therospects and um just you know anything else that you might want to add.
1: Sure. Um well the one thing I wanted to just mention was that we've talked about uh fluorescent lights and things and, and um one of the things i wanted to note is that one of the reasons probably you have a hard time in those conference rooms is the fluorescent lights that they use because when they're dimmed that pulsing is even worse right it, it's more pronounced um and so that hmm, may be one of the reasons why why that's happening right yeah and and so um it's it's all it's all you know it all gets tied up together but also like a lot of people have trouble with computer screens, and there are a few reasons why, but one of the, one of the main is that, like most computer screens, like the, the flat LCD screens that you have, the light that's actually lighting up the LCD from behind is, is a tiny little fluorescent bulb. Um, and so you may be staring straight into that bulb all day, and that's, that's one of the reasons why um, people are, are having trouble with those computer screens. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of, the, one of the suggestions that we have for people who are really sensitive to computer screens is, um, uh, so first of all, uh, a lot of times the LED screens are, are better um, for people who have those, and so those are backlit by LEDs instead of the fluorescent bulb. Um, one of the things, if you're really sensitive, though, is you may have to watch out that LEDs can either only be on or off, and so to simulate brightnesses uh, less than full brightness, they will turn on and off very, very, very rapidly. Now, this is usually faster than the fluorescent bulb is pulsing. And so for some people who might be even sensitive to fluorescence, this is not a problem. But if it is, if you still find that's a problem, then um, one of, that's where uh, actually uh, counterintuitively, sometimes turning up the monitor to full brightness and then wearing Therispex, um to cut that brightness back down will do better because at full brightness, it may be, it may be scorchingly bright oh. now, but at least it's not, it's not pulsing anymore. Um, And so uh, that's at least something to try. It's not a, it's not a, it's not something for everybody, but I think that's one of the most practical uh, but very unknown things that we've discovered about sort of how to manage um, light symptoms.
0: Yeah, that's really an interesting point. I know on my phone um, and I don't really know, you know, I have an iPhone. I don't know what that's considered, but um, I actually find full brightness, to be more comfortable on my phone, so I don't know if that's similar yeah. or not
1: yeah, I mean most of these phones, unless they're one of the brand new super expensive ones, are, are using those LEDs to, to to backlight, and so the full brightness is where they're, they're not going to be using that what's called a pulse width modification where you know they're actually pulsing very rapidly to simulate brightness uh, dimmer brightnesses. <laughs>
0: So, Hart, what about, um, you know, we hear a lot about blue blockers, blue blocker glasses to wear at our computers or our TVs. Um, how, are, how are they different or the same as their specs? Like, what, what can you tell us
1: about that? Absolutely. So um, so it depends on what it is that you, what you're looking at at blue blockers. So there are the original sort of blue blocker type glasses, which are a very, like, bright orange lens. And those mm-hmm. literally uh, stop all blue light. Um, and those are very useful, especially for um, uh, if you've got sleep problems because you've been looking at your computer screens late at night because they'll block all the blue light, which can actually uh, change how melatonin is produced. Um, they, don't, they actually tend to cut off too late for what their respects in that most painful and problematic light, which is right where blue and green meet. And so they're not very good for the symptoms we just talked about um, except for the blue light from the computer, but that pulsing is still going to come through from a fluorescent light or, or, some, some of that, some of the more painful light from the specular issues. Um, then there are the blue, the new like blue lenses that look almost clear, but just have a little bit of a sheen to them. And mm-hmm. those do block in that blue area. Um, but they may, they may remove between 10 and 20% of the, the blue light um, that is, that is painful. the, the which is, uh, again, right, a blue-green. Um, and then an indoor pair of Therispex is more specialized, and so it, it removes about 80% of that blue-green light that's, that's been implicated. Um, and so um, I would say that they all have their uses. The, the blue blockers, um, the orange ones, are good for sleep stuff, the clear ones are good if you just need to take the edge off a little bit, um, and so I think they're really good for people who maybe aren't quite as sensitive as you are, or, or um, a lot of a lot of your listeners, um, or my wife. And then Ferrispecs are really—it's—it's it's much more of a—I uh, um, I would call it a—you know—a specialized tool for people who really have that sensitivity to light, because it's—it's it's, again, it's notching out in the middle there, and rather than just uh, cutting off all the blue lower in the in the spectrum.
0: Awesome. That was a great explanation. Thank you. Um, I also want to mention that TheraSpecs. So, I have a non prescription one. I have, you know, it would be basically like buying sunglasses, right? There's no prescription in it. Um, But you do also make prescription ones. So, if somebody wanted to try TheraSpecs, they could get the non prescription, correct? And give them a try and then um, order the prescription level. Can you explain how that That's works? Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, we have on our website um, a bunch of different styles that that we make, and and so the first we can uh, do non-prescription in those uh, frames, and we can also put non-prescription or prescription lenses in any frame that you send to us. And so if you want a different style or you already have a frame, we can we can accommodate that. But if you are interested in a prescription, we do recommend. Um, uh, buying, we've got a, a an over, like a, a over RX um, uh, wear over style, which which goes on over your glasses, and um, that allows you to try it just to make sure that the tint's going to work for you, because we find that it, it works for about 90% of the people who describe symptoms like you do, um, but not for everybody. And we and so that's we got a we've got a money back guarantee, but we, we're only able to give the money back guarantee of course, on things that aren't custom made. So we want you to try the thing which is not custom um, to make sure that if, if you're in that 10% that, that you can send it back and get a refund and, and not be out your money. But then what will happen is if you decide that they work, then, then we can work out for the, uh, the prescription glasses and, and we'll credit that $99 when you, uh, that you spent on the um, over-prescription pair uh, when you send, it, send that back.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That's a great way to kind of um, give them a try test drive before you commit to the prescription ones. Um, And also you guys have generously given um, a discount code to our listeners, uh, which I do have in the show notes as well. But it is faces of TBI. All capitals is a $10 off coupon code. So I really appreciate you guys doing that um, for my listeners.
1: Absolutely, you're welcome. And uh, the last thing I, I'll share is that besides just the the, um, the um themselves, one of the things we talk about a lot is that, um, you know, when, when you buy Therospecs, you bought a lot more than glasses because we're there to try to help. And, and one of the ways that we do that is that we've been doing a lot of work on um, writing up uh, research and other findings that we, we've uh, figured out Based on the research and, and from our own experience with customers on our blog, and so I would say that I think there's a lot of things out there. If you're curious about um, how light sensitivity may be impacting you, or various strategies for coping with it, uh, maybe reading more about other symptoms of um, your experience right now. Um, the Theraspecs blog uh, is is really been um, in the last couple of years. We fleshed it out a lot and have. Have a lot of great content up there that we'd encourage everybody to come check out.
0: Awesome, and that's at theraspecs.com,
1: correct? That's that's right. Everything up there is uh, theraspecs.com, and and um, also please reach out to us if you have any any questions. Um, we'd be more than happy to help out.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hart. This has been really, really great information. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Amy. I I, I had a good time, and and, um, yeah, uh, glad I could make it.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you got some great information today from heart. Um, And just a reminder, um, if you go to SarahSpecs.com, it is a $10 off coupon code. If you use FACES of TBI, all capital. And again, that is in the show notes. So you can um, go to the show notes and click the link. So thank you all for listening today. And again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And you can find all previous podcasts at facesoftbi.com. And just another big thank you to our sponsor, Midwest Functional Neurology Center. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone. And I will see you all again next time.